Without further ado, I would like to call upon a uh, classmate of mine, uh, Molana Imran Khan, Sheikh Imran Khan, who is uh, an imam in one of the masajids in the GTA Greater Toronto area, and who will be speaking with regards to the qualities of a da'i, the one who calls towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sheikh Imran. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alladhi Hada, wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Rusul wa Khatam al Anbiya. وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين اجتباء أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فبما رحمة من الله لنت لهم ولو كنت فضا غليظا القلب لانفضوا من حولك فاعف عنهم واستغفر لهم وشاورهم في الأمر فإذا عزمت فتوكل على الله صدق الله العظيم Brothers, honorable ulama, esteemed teachers, Alhamdulillah, it is a great pleasure to be standing here before you. Even though I'm not worthy of this position, as the saying goes, when you talk to your father, you sit down with respect and adab and you speak with him. Our teachers who are present in front of us, and our teachers who are here with us, they are more higher to us than our fathers, for they are our spiritual fathers who have educated us and taught us, and they are due more respect. But it is only out of their request that we, I stand here in front of you to share a few words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them with the best of jazai in this world and in the hereafter as well. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created man in the best form. And before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this whole universe. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this universe for the service of mankind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man for his ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكُ وَهُوَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Him, His power over all dominion. He created life and death so that He can test mankind to see which and whom of man, of His creation, would do the best amal, would present towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the best form of actions. Ibn Kathir in his tafsir explanation of this ayah says, Ahsanu amala, what is the best deeds? And he states that there are two components to this, these two words. One is the, those, best, those actions are best in the sight of Allah that first and foremost are done only for His pleasure that are done only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. As the Qari read yesterday in the opening, وَأُمِرْتُ أَنْ أَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصًا لَهُ الدِّينَ That I have been commanded to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in complete sincerity and devotion, presenting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the true faith. So those actions that are done solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost and accord in accordance to the teachings of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. 
We have been blessed with Islam and we have been blessed with the teachings of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa And amongst the many blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, our health, our wealth, our life, all of these are blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِنْ عَظِيمٍ نِعْمَةٍ And amongst the greatest of blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is the fact that we can call towards His greatness. And we can call toward Allah's, we can call the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards this deed. As He surely says in the Holy Quran, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِّمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And whose words can be greater than that person who calls towards the greatness of Allah, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whose words could be greater. This is a very big and great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But along with the greatness that this blessing holds, it has a very big demand. And this is that the one who calls towards the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the adai. Who is a da'i? First of all, we must understand what da'wah is. All those da'wah is those actions that a person presents forth, calling towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the finality of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And a da'i is one who calls towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we look at the topic that I have been given to talk to you about today, and to share with this gathering is the qualities of a da'i. What are the qualities of a da'i? What qualities should he or her possess in towards calling one to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In simple, in simple, if a person were to just look at the life of Nabiina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, he was a total manifestation of the most excellent qualities. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخَرِ a person, if he looks at the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa surely in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi you have the most excellent qualities. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was asked, what was the life of the Prophet sallallahu Because we know, we know that he outside as a, uh, as a friend, as a prophet, as one who instructs us to do, we know his life outside. But what was the qualities? What was the life of the Prophet ﷺ? Because she knew him intimately as being the, uh, the honorable consort of the Prophet ﷺ, the wife, Ummahatul Muminat, the mother of the believers. She knew the Prophet ﷺ. And when asked what was the life of the Prophet ﷺ, she said that he was a total manifestation of the Holy Quran, an exemplification of the Holy Quran. His life was a complete action of the Holy Qur'an and the sifat of a da'i completely if one looks and studies the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ can find what qualities we need to have whilst we call towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there was no one who was more greater in this than the Prophet ﷺ. But inshallah ta'ala in short I would like to enumerate a little bit of those qualities. First and foremost it is incumbent upon us before we begin any action to have complete ikhlas and sincerity that we do all our actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Imam Bukhari in his wonderful and most authentic collection, Sahih al-Bukhari, the first hadith that he opens his collection with is a very famous hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ 
all actions are judged by intentions. That the fundamental prerequisite in before each action is to be done is that we truly, surely search into our hearts, look into our qalb, look into the inner depths of our heart, and we see who are we doing this amal for? Who are we doing this deed for? What are we going to do? What would we do first? We do it for Allah. So whatever we do, we do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ And in another place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says again the same ayah meaning that we are to do all our actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is for paramount and first and foremost we have to do this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we sincerely devote ourselves and we devote all our actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his pleasure. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any action that is done, not seeking his pleasure or for seeking anyone else's pleasure, then that, those actions become null and void and devoid of the virtues. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us with ikhlas and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to do more and more actions that are sincerely for his pleasure. As we, as our honorable guest Maulana had said, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, who was the Imam of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'i, that was his laqab as well. That upon his, when his janazah was being lifted, and upon when his janazah was being taken, taken, ten thousand people accept Islam. Just looking at his dead body, what would the effect he have or portray upon the masses of people whilst he was alive? And this again was due to his connection with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a person's connection is built with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more he is connected with Allah, the more outcome, the sweeter the fragrance he emits from his words, from his actions, when this connection is built. If we look in the Holy Quran again, the Prophet sallallahu teaching the Prophet alayhi salatu from a very early stage surah that was a Meccan surah and in the initial stages of Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the very uh, first surahs of the Holy Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ya ayyuhal muzzammil qumil layla illa qalila nisfahu awin qusminhu qalila awzid alayhi wa rattilil qur'ana tartila the translation being O folded one in garments, stand up to pray by night, but not all the night, half of it or a little bit less, a little more or a little more, and recite the Holy Quran in slow measure, rhythmic tones. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's asking the Prophet to get up in the night, he's asking Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam to read the Quran the whole night, half the night. The, the, the greater portion of the night to build that relationship. He's training of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to build that relationship. Surely, soon we will send down a weighty message. And this is this deen. So we set an example for all those who are to take the weight of this religion of Islam, to take the weight of the sayings of the Prophet and to take it through the masses, through the times, through the countries, through the ages, to take this weight first and foremost, his connection should be firmly embedded, his iman, his conviction, his love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that has to be paramount and that has to be there. Along with that, 
along with having ikhlas and sincerity, one must have the adequate enough amount of knowledge. He should have that ilm to know what is halal, what is haram, what is he calling towards and to whom he is calling and how he is calling, when he should say what. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ اُدْعُوا إِلَى سَبِيلِ رَبِّكَ Call towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, uh, with wisdom. With wisdom. One should call towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with wisdom. And inshallah ta'ala, the speakers who are to come, inshallah, they will expound more upon the method and the methodology and the ways and how one can be more effective in calling towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But just one quality of a da'i is that he should have adequate amounts of knowledge that he, he knows when and where and how to present himself in the gatherings and amongst people. As the Prophet ﷺ would seize every opportunity that he had to, uh, he would seize the opportunity to give the da'wah with the Sahaba Ridwan Allah Ta'ala and take most benefit. Once the Prophet ﷺ was passing by and there was a mother who had who was taking her child and she was look actually she was looking for her child and she was going back and forth, back and forth, and could not find her child. But apparently she found her child and crying took that child and started to hug that child. So the Prophet ﷺ took opportunity, seeing the Sahaba Ridwanullah Ta'ala their hearts were soft. So he took that opportunity to invite them again towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the akhirah. He said, oh my dear Sahaba, you see, this, you see these, uh, this mother with this child. You think that she would ever throw this child in the fire? And the Sahaba Ridwanullah Ta'ala said, no, ya Rasulullah, never, never. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Lallahu arhamu bi'ibadihi bi'ummi liwaladihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more merciful towards his slaves than this mother is towards her child. This was the showing the love and the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and what our duties are. And in another instant, the Sahaba Ridwan Allah ta'ala were passing by a dead animal that was giving a stench. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw seeing the Sahaba Ridwan Allah ta'ala at this stage uh, holding their nose or uh, apprehending displeasure upon their face. He took, seized that opportunity again and said, would anyone would like to buy this dead animal for a dirham? He said, Ya Rasulullah, we won't even take it for free. Then the Prophet said, in the sight of Allah, the whole dunya and what it has is, is, is even less than this. Again, teaching them about the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the temporariness of this world and about the eternal existence of the akhirah and what we are to do and how we are to prepare for this. In all walks of life, to know the injunctions of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants of me 24 hours a day, we have to have adequate knowledge ourselves and the fadila and the virtues of ilm are plenty and at this moment I don't I won't get into it but inshallah ta'ala if a person who calls towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he uh, he admonishes he he decorates himself with this knowledge and learning and acquisition of this knowledge then he, it would be very helpful for him and easy for him to call to people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming to the most important quality of a da'i 
And this was exemplified in the whole of the life of the Prophet ﷺ. Something that unfortunately today we are missing a lot in our life. We are missing a lot from our life. We had the good opportunity not too long ago to host a very reputable scholar back in Toronto in our mosque, in our masjid. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we had the opportunity of having uh, the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, Sheikh uh, Mufti Rafi Usmani, who came to our, our masjid and addressing a very large gathering. He was giving some pieces of information, some, he was sharing some sorrow that he had within his heart. And he was sharing some very fruitful and informative information with us. And he was talking about this very same subject. He goes, in all of my, uh, in all of my trips in around this area, something that I see very frequently is that after every Juma Salah, you hear the same announcement. And that is, please remove your cars, they are blocking the main entrance. Or please remove your car, it is in a hazardous place. Every masjid, he says that you won't see this in any other idara, except in any other institution, except a masjid. And he was stressing upon the fact that we as Muslims, representatives of the Prophet ﷺ, have an incumbent duty upon us not to harm anyone else, not to come in the way of anyone else. To display the most excellent of characters. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam who was the most perfect human being. And also with being perfect, all of his actions were of the best quality. Whatever he did, whether he was a husband, whether it was his teaching, whether his walking, whatever he did, he was the best. Now a person who is the best in all fields, in all fields, social life, ethical life, political life, whichever walk of life, if he is perfect, if you were to call him by one thing, what would you say? You wouldn't have anything to call because you'd be confused. What could you choose? What quality could you choose of his that would be distinct from the rest? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about one quality that he chooses him by so that we have an understanding that this quality would be the greatest would be the heaviest in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala amongst all the qualities that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam displayed. And what that could that be? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Holy Quran, Noon wal qalami wa ma yasturoon. Noon wal qalami wa ma yasturoon. Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon. Wa inna laka la ajran ghayra mamnoon. And you are of the most sublime, noble character. This is the heaviest and the, the weightiest. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, in this, this uh, riwayat is in Tirmidhi, wherein he asked, Ya Rasulullah, what action, what action could make us enter into Jannah very quickly, very fastly, and make us enter into Jannah in, the, in plentiful. The Prophet ﷺ said, He said, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the righteous actions. This righteous, uh, the righteous character, the character that we display should be of the best way. The Prophet ﷺ calling people towards him and the Sahaba Ridwan Allah Ta'ala alayhi ajma'een would, would be, be very gentle, very loving. His approach was very kind, soft-hearted. 
and he was very approachable. Amr bin As was a Sahabi of the Prophet والسلام, a very well-known Sahabi of the Prophet And once he went to the Prophet وسلم, and he asked him, Ya Rasulullah, am I better or is Abu Bakr better? So the Prophet وسلم, in his due honesty said, Abu Bakr. Then Amr bin As said, Ya Rasulullah, am I better or Umar and the Prophet of Allah وسلم, said, Umar out of his due honesty, didn't want to flatter him or, or, or say that, no, you are just, just first chance. But he's speaking the truth. He said, Umar So the Sahabi then, who was of a good stature, of a great stature, said, Ya Rasulullah, is Uthman better or am I better? So the Prophet والسلام, said again, Uthman So at this point, moment, he stopped and said, I don't know where in the list I am, but I'll just stop here at that. But the muhaddithun commenting at this hadith state, what, what gave him that courage to ask Rasulullah or what provoked this sahabi to ask the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, am I better or Abu Bakr Who is Abu Bakr What was his status? It comes in the hadith that the Prophet said, I have repaid back every single sahabi, every single person who has done a favor to me, I have repaid him, except Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. I cannot repay him. Allah will repay him on the day of Qiyamah. This was his status. Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, the, of, of the doors of Jannah, each door of Jannah will call a person, the person who used to fast, the door of fasting will call him and come, ask him to come through that door. The door of Sadaqah, the people who used to give lots of Sadaqah, that door of Jannah will call and say, come, come through me. The Prophet wasallam said that Abu Bakr Siddiq asked, would there be any person that all the doors of Jannah will call? And the Prophet replied, yes. And I believe that it may be you. Such a status of the person who, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, that the people, the, also it comes in the hadith, that it is stated that Prophet, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam would visit the house of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an many times. Many times. If we see the Prophet ﷺ in our dream once, we'll feel happy for the rest of our life. And what is the state of a person who, who the Prophet ﷺ would visit his own house? Again, just to show the status of, the, of Siddiqui Akbar radiallahu ta'ala an. And what gave this Sahabi that courage to ask, am I better or is Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an better? So the muhaddithun state that it was the love that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, the affection with, by which he gave each individual sahabi. More than 120,000 sahaba, ridwanullah ta'ala ajma'in. The individual love that he gave each and every sahabi that made them feel that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam loves me more. Subhanallah. We have three children today or a couple of kids, and we, each one of them feels that my dad loves the other one more. But the Sahaba Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the Sahaba and made them feel such. This was the explicit uh, character and the sublime being of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala states that I remained in the service of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for 10 years. And never once did he ever say, oof to me. Not even oof, when I did something 
He never even asked me, why did you do so? When I did not do a certain action, he never asked me why I did not. This was the character of the Prophet ﷺ. So much so that each and every single one of, of the his sahaba, Allah Ta'ala loved him. So much so. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala states in another hadith that it was the na- not the nature of the Prophet sallallahu to talk indecently nor to engage himself in any obscene language. His talking, his walking, even his looking, the Prophet was so kind and gentle that no one would be feared, no one would fear him or in, the, in that regard that they would want to run away from him, but they would want to come close to, close to him and benefit from his noble character. And another quality of amongst the noble characters that we are to have and we should have as a da'i, as a people calling towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having this responsibility is that we should never engage in criticizing one another or holding ill feelings or having grudges against each other or displaying the faults of one another. Man uh, it comes in the hadith that one who... One who uh, uh, hides the faults of his brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hide his faults on the day of Qiyamah. This is something that is very, very important that we need to do. Because while talking to people, talking to our brothers and inviting them, we see that they do not pray, so they may not pray any salah or they might not do that. We don't take that action. What we, don't, we, don't, we don't consider, we don't, we don't look at their bad actions. We have a responsibility to call towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we do that. One Sahabi, radiAllahu ta'ala, came, he was a very young Sahabi, uh, not too young, but he was a youth. And he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. and look at the manner and the etiquette of the Prophet sallallahu He came to the Prophet sallallahu and said, Ya Rasulullah, give me permission, there's one thing that's very hard, give me permission to commit zina. Other than that, everything will be okay. The Prophet Umar radiallahu ta'ala was standing there. He got enraged. He was ready to take action against the Sahabi. But the Prophet alayhi salatu was salam, very with full composure, he responded to that person. And what, just for, for a second, if we put ourselves in that as imams or a sheikh, some youth comes and says, sheikh or imam sahab, you give me permission to do zina. And if you're with, with your gathering of other uh, fellow men, you'd feel ashamed, you'd feel the angry or enraged that what are you talking about? How dare you come to me and say something like that? Get out of my, get out of my, the, the mosque or something like that. But the Prophet did not do that. The Prophet put his fingers, he put his hand upon that Sahabi's chest and he made a dua for him. If one finger could split the moon in half in the story of Shaq al-Qamar, the miracle of the Prophet one finger could split. What you imagine, what would be the impact of five fingers of the Prophet on that Sahabi's heart? He made a dua, Allahumma tahir qalba, waqfir dhamba, wahassin farja. Allahumma, O oh Allah, forgive his sins, purify his heart, and, and, and save, safeguard his uh, private organs. The Sahabi says, for the rest of my life, there was no action that I detested more than the act of zina. And the thought did not even come to me in my mind ever again in my life. This was the quality of a da'i ilallah. One who called towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the noble characteristics of the Prophet And he did not uh, make fun, ridicule, or, or go around talking about this. One lady came and she came to the Prophet And they had fear. 
They had fear of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. She came to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and presented herself and said, Ya Rasulullah, I have committed an action of adultery. Take uh, the, the due retribution. The Prophet turned his face again. And she came again and she's told him, the Prophet turned again and said, no, you may, you may be mistaken. And she came with complete solitude and said, no, I have. And anyhow, after the, after, uh, the child was born and she wanted the retribution against her, she was placed. And when Umar was throwing the stone, he uttered some, some, something to scoff her. To, to, uh, in, uh, uh, in depreciation of her. And the Prophet held Umar there and then and said, this woman has done such a tawbah that if it was to, to be distributed amongst the whole of Ahl Medina, it would, be, it would suffice for all of them. It would suffice for all of them. So we are not in a position to understand or undermine each, any single person's uh, relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not know that. That is their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as people calling towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give, giving the message of Islam, giving the da'wah, we have to always remember our own faults, what we, our own actions, and be, uh, be kind and just towards others. And inshallah ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us and give us these qualities and enable us to stay in these gatherings where we can learn more about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more of the qualities of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Abdullah bin Rawaha, he was one sahabi of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and he loved the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam very much and he would spend his days and nights in pursuit of knowledge and in pursuit of acquiring more and more ilm. And he would be very staunch in practicing the sunnah of the Prophet When the Prophet would leave Madinatul Munawwara, he would also make him in charge. And he used to utter poems, a lot of poems against the, in favor of the Prophet and in favor of this deen. So much so that uh, Umar once said, why do you keep uttering so many poems? The Prophet ﷺ again stopped him there and said, Oh Umar, his poems are more, hard, more stronger against the enemies of Islam than your arrows are. This Sahabi was of immense nature and upon being deployed to the campaign of Mota, wherein the Prophet ﷺ was sending him, he said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, it may so be that after this, I may not see your blessed face again. And this was the nature of the Sahaba Ridwanullah ta'ala alayhim ajma'een, that they had immense love and connection with the Prophet So he said, Ya Rasulullah, please advise me of some things that I can take. Even at, at the time of departure, they said, Ya Rasulullah, advise me of some things. Even a dis... Uh, a, a child who is disobedient to his father, but at the time, at the time that he is departing or leaving for another country or going for a long time, he listens to last advices of his father. So this Sahabi, radiAllahu ta'ala, said, Ya Rasulullah, advise me of something. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, you are being deployed to such a place where sujood is done very little on that land. So increase in your sajda. Increase in your salah. And number two, he said, continue to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as possible. 
Because it is only through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that your needs will be fulfilled because you need Allah at each and every single step of your life. And then he said as a third and last advice that whenever you remember a sin of yours or a fault of yours, then never become disappointed from the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do something good to counterattack that. Do something good so that you remember less of your faults and continue to have hope and mercy in the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you can go on increasingly do good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to remember the advices of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, to increase in our ibadah, in our dhikr, to increase in our good actions, calling towards people, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and blessing us with those qualities that can make us come nearer to the sunnah of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, and make us better human beings. for outlining and illustrating for us some of the qualities of a da'i. Uh, speaking with regards to Rasulullah's akhlaq and morale and etiquette, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that, O Muhammad وسلم, indeed you have been blessed with the highest degree of morale and manners. And Rasulullah was blessed with the highest degree of morale and manners because of the hadith where the Prophet said, that my Lord taught me well. And unlike the case of you and I, our parents taught us well. And as uh, uh, Napoleon, they say Napoleon said this, but uh, definitely Hassan Basri said that, he said, give me a good mother and I'll give you a good nation. And you know, as sisters and, and as mothers, we are the nucleus, uh, not only of a family, but of an entire society and community. But on the other hand, the Prophet ﷺ, we all know, was not mannered by his mother, but he was mannered by Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is for this reason, Rasulullah repeatedly mentioned to the companions, Rizwanullahi alayhi majma'een, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them all. Innama bu'istu makarim al-akhlaq, kama qala alayhi salatu wasalam, that I was sent to this world to bring the morals of man uh, towards perfection.